Hey there, friend. Enjoying this podcast production? I bet your sweet buttery face you are. I bet you're also thinking, how can I support this show and look awesome doing it? Aside from telling your best pal and all their kin, you can head over to Indube.com and two clicks later after hitting the store tab, you'll find yourself with several fun and fancy swag brought to you by the fine folks at the Indube Network and Public. If you're a fan of Indube, Food Fight, or anything under the Indubian sun, you can find it plastered on mugs, hoodies, pillows, cases, bags, and of course, t-shirts. Hurry on over now and you may catch a sale with all tees 30% off. Seriously, they have sales like every other week. So head on over to Indube.com or tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot C-O-M and type Indube in the search bar and continue to pod with the best. presents the Indu Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I'm T. Sterling Watson. And I'm Courtney. This is the Indu Podcast, where morning drive time meets late night talk show as we aim to entertain, enlighten, and provide an auditory escape with knowledge and nonsense, thank you for stopping by and pressing play. We're recording live from the south side of Wakanda in little, new little Indubia on the corner of Tachaka and MLK Drive. How are you doing? I am doing very well today. How are you doing? I am doing, uh, I almost stole your word, fantabulous, uh, but I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> it's a great word. It, it is, it is. I, I I think I just sometimes wait for it to just roll off of your tongue. Not, not that you can't be anything else. Like you, you can be whatever you want. Uh, gotcha. You don't have to be fantabulous. You could just be great. You could be shining. Whatever you feel that day or today, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I am well as well. Lots has, has happened in the last couple of weeks. And I have, I felt like I've teased you long enough. But as we have been, um, we've actually been uh, confabulating in the last like <laughs> half an hour before we began. And confabulate is today's word watch. Do you you want to take a, a a guess as to what confabulate means? Confabulate. Use it in a sentence, or is that cheating? Um, let me see if there is a, uh, an example here. <laughs> there is. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh that hard because it's not even that funny of a, of a, like a sentence, but, uh, come sit with me and let's confabulate. And then let's, another. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Another sentence here is he might confabulate when he can't remember something, but that shouldn't be a lasting side effect. That's actually that. That's actually for the second definition of it. So I don't really. I didn't really. I shouldn't have read that one, because that that's because this word has like two definitions, and I'm actually going for the first one. So. Huh. 
like, well, I had a, I had a. Should I um, go back to like the first definition and kind of give you another example? The, yeah, go to the first. Uh, go to the I, first definition. Well, I'll, I'll say the sentence again, and I'll, I'll make up my own sentence. Uh, come sit with me, and let's confabulate. And um, oftentimes, before the show, Courtney and I will confabulate about our day. So, like, converse and, and just, like, catch up, right? Converse. That is the correct definition. That's Do what you... I was thinking. It was the and... second definition that you gave. I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. That's the one, yeah, that I was like, oh, wait, I should have read this before I decided to read it out loud because then it's mm -hmm. going to mess everything up. But the first mm -hmm. definition that I'm going with is engage in conversation or to talk. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yes. The second definition is a psychiatry term. And it means to fabricate imaginary experiences as compensation for loss of memory. Mm, mm, so yeah, that's not quite like that what. One. Yeah, that's, that's not quite what I meant here. So I apologize for messing up your, uh, you know, understanding or your grok, if you will, of oh, what. Stinking uh, <laughs> word again. <laughs> uh, but yes, we shall continue confabulating. So yes. Um, one of the events that has happened to me, and I've told you on, well, for us, it would have been Thursday. I'm like, yeah, Thursday okay. was just such a crazy, hectic, busy day. It didn't start out that way. In mm -hmm. fact, it, it started at about 1.30 p.m. Now, before I tell you what happens, because this happened at work, I need to explain to you how hospital is set up. Okay. Um. I started when they were completing the uh, addition of the what we're calling the new tower. It's got its own name now, but like mm -hmm. for those that were in the know working there, it was the old tower and the new tower. The old tower is where the old hospital was, new tower, new hospital. So I don't, I'm not an architect. I don't understand why these decisions were made. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Dan, who's been a, a great faithful listener and supporter of the Hindu podcast and I feel like he may actually possibly have answers or he just may be as confused as I am and I'll explain <laughs> why in a second okay because when old hospital and new hospital are joined together there's like a long like hallway and it's actually connected through a couple floors so the basement floor is mostly where I work and navigate throughout the whole hospital and my, many of my other coworkers do too so in fact, a lot of people do. Um, the, in the new tower, that is where the emergency room is. So if you want to get to the emergency room from the old tower, you can go travel through the basement. You can also go through the main floor. I think also you can go through the ground floor and the second floor. Why you would go through the second floor? Meh, it depends. But basement floor, because if you're traveling through your, uh, um, wow, like the ICU bed, surgery bed, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is connected through elevators. It's also connected through like a stairway. But the whole, the whole reason why I'm setting this up is because there's a, like a five foot difference from the basement floor of the new tower and the old tower. So there are stairs to get around, which is a bit inconvenient because you could also have built a ramp. And this is evident in the ground floor and on the second floor. There's like a small incline, but there's not one in the basement. There's only stairs. Or if you're dragging a cart like I am all day, you have to use the elevator 
just to go that five feet down <laughs> to, to get to the other basement of the new mm -hmm. tower. It's annoying mm -hmm. and frustrating. <laughs> okay. So say all that to say that um, as I'm actually leaving the ground floor, it's the only time I actually have to use the ground, go on the ground floor, there's a few things I have to stock there. I go down to the basement rear. Now the basement rear for the uh, elevator, again, is a five foot difference from the actual basement, which is five foot, five feet lower. So I get into the elevator, I go down, basement rear tells me. So after it says that, the door is open and I, I mm -hmm. get to go, except the fact that the doors did not open. They remained closed. So I'm like, hmm, okay, oh. let me push the button again. And I'm like um, where this is headed. So it, it just doesn't do anything like the button doesn't even light up because it says you're already on the basement rear. So why are you trying to, you know, push the button again? Like, mm, mm -hmm. I want to get off. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, all right, well, let me uh, hit the ground floor and go back up because maybe that's probably what the elevator wants to do because I, I, that's a whole different conversation of, of elevator etiquette. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a shout out to those people who like to push both the up and down buttons when really Ugh. you want to go either up or down. Right. Work on a certain system. I shouldn't have to explain this to you, but some people that are even older than me still don't know this. <laughs> so yeah, it's frustrating right. to watch people do this. Anyway, because mm -hmm. um, because I'm on the on the basement rear, I figured it might want to go back up. So I hit the ground floor. So it the ground floor button lights up. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to go back up, and, but it doesn't. So I hit the basement rear again. It doesn't go there either. So I'm like, huh, these doors still aren't aren't opening. Let me give it a minute and think about it call my manager and um, he tells me, he's like, well, hit the alarm button and then somebody should get back to you. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Hang up with him, hit the alarm button. And I've never done this before, so I don't know what to expect. So I hit the alarm button and an alarm goes off, but it only goes off for as long as I'm hitting the button and it's loud and kind of annoying. And I'm like, huh, all right. And I'm waiting, no response. Like I'm looking at the little speaker as if like, something is supposed to happen as I'm looking at the speaker, but I'm waiting for mm -hmm. a voice to return like, hey, what's going on? Why are you pushing that button? But nothing, nobody says anything to me. So I'm like, maybe they're, you know, there's like a little blinking light and they haven't quite seen it yet. So I'm gonna push the button a little longer, wait for them to like mm -hmm. see it and respond. Um, I don't know what the alarm button is for because nothing happened, no matter how long I was holding it for. So I call my manager again, I'm like, yeah, um, nothing's happening with that button. I don't know what, to do should I actually go for the emergency phone that's right underneath like I'm not in an emergency there's nothing on fire I'm not hurt there's nothing wrong other than the fact I can't get out of this tiny little room so he's like well yeah go ahead and call the emergency you know thing because he told me it's and it's actually like a phone and a phone number and he told me he called as well to let them know where I was and but he hadn't really gotten a response I'm like oh that's a good sign and so I call up myself and I get in contact with a guy I'm like, oh, yeah, um, sure. Well, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we're, we're going to send somebody to come get you and we'll stay on the line with you. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now, it's been about 10 minutes at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe about five minutes later, I start hearing banging on the door on the basement side, meaning these are people who they're five feet below but they're able to actually bang on the door and I can hear them so I'm kind of banging back so I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm here in case you know you're looking for me this is the one the middle elevator and eventually they start banging on the other side I'm like yep yeah, still here 
just, you know, wait for you to open the door. So, and then I hear struggling sounds of them trying to open the door. And um, yeah, eventually uh, it's, it's cracked open a little bit. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm just kind of sitting, hanging out with my cart and tweeting about it, about what's happening. <laughs> and, and just mm-hmm. because I'm like, what else is there to do other than listening to my podcast and just kind of hanging out and chilling. And um, then I see this, this, this little woman and I am so, uh, I want to say embarrassed because I don't remember what her name is. And I even tried to remember. And she works for Otis. Otis is the elevator company. That's what I know it as. I don't know other thing. It's like the first company that actually like made elevators. And mm-hmm. but she is very knowledgeable. She is like the like I feel like she may be like the head engineer tech person. At least she is like for us for our building. Mm-hmm. Except the fact that this elevator I'm stuck in is not an Otis elevator. But the fact that I see her, I'm like, okay, everything's cool because she's here. Uh, I've had many encounters with her, not necessarily involving elevators or being stuck in them, but just the fact that like she had every once in a while, she'll drop some elevator knowledge on me. And I'm like, okay, you know your stuff. And like the whole myth about, and I'm calling it a myth, but like you see in movies where elevators will just drop right down to the basement floor. That would never uh-huh. happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Yes. Yes. That, that it's like, she's basically telling me that's impossible for that to happen because the way elevators are designed and it's all like, I think hydraulics and there's just like mechanisms that keep it from falling dr- drastically like that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been that way since elevators been, has been invented. So, mm. Oh, so what we see in the movies is just not true. Correct. Correct. Got it. In fact, it's not even something I'm worried about within this particular elevator, even though it's not an Otis one, because I'm pretty close. I don't want to say I'm close to like the ground ground, but like, I don't have a, a very long way to drop. It's probably just like, I see. Yeah. But right now that's not my issue. My issue is just getting out of the elevator <laughs> and, um, and she does, you know what she can. And there's like all these strong men that are around her trying to like, trying to rip the doors open and <laughs> they can't quite do it because we later find out that there's some kind of weird metal thing that's stuck and keeping the doors from opening all the way. Mm-hmm. So what she has to do is go up to a floor up to the ground floor to get on top of the car that I'm in. So she does that and she's like, okay guys, I need you guys to step back. Everybody step away from the door. I'm about to do something I'm not supposed to do. So I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. So she gets on top and you hear all like this, this banging and clanging and, and like not necessarily gears grinding, but just all these mechanical noises that like, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. But she kind of told us that what she's doing is, you know, and, and she's like explaining what's happening as it's happening. Not too jargonish, but just enough. I'm like, okay. She, again, she knows what she's doing. Even though this is not an Otis elevator, she still knows her way around elevators. I guess they kind of all still work the same way. And, and eventually she got one side open, but it was enough for me to get me and my cart out. Uh, meanwhile, there's like the door is still kind of open a little bit so people can see me. I even see a couple of my coworkers walk by and they're, they're surprised to see me stuck in the elevator. And right. I didn't find out until I think it might have been a day or two later where one of my coworkers shows me a picture of me in the elevator that he took. <laughs> and I'm That's like, amazing. I <laughs> want to see the picture. <laughs> I should have told him to send it to me because he was showing it to me. I had no idea what he was showing me. I'm like, 
oh, you you took a picture of me because I mean, <laughs> you could have brought me some food, but whatever. And and you know, I was joking around with the other people that were there, like the security and the police, because it was like a oh. whole thing. Yeah, the police were there too. Wow. Yeah. So you're like it, you're like stopping everybody. Like you're you're doing a thing. I, I, I was. I mean, but and at the same time, I was wasn't doing anything at all because I was just I just wanted <laughs> just to get there. out. I was yeah. just there. And I think I think they were cracking jokes with me to to keep me calm. But the thing about it was, I was calm the whole time. Like, yeah, I just just like okay, so that happened. <laughs> kind of just. Wow. Moved. I was also in the mood because I, I, in one of the chat groups I'm in, I had sent. Uh, I told them what was happening, and they were sending me either gifts or just or memes of people freaking out, and I replied with. Um, Teddy Riley looking back at like the TV because he knows like there's something wrong happening, but mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. doesn't look like he's freaking out at all. I'm like, seriously? Like that, that was my mood. It was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I still have work to do and I'm like, ah, well, all this work isn't going to get finished because I have things to do and I'm just have to do it tomorrow because I don't have time for this. Right. Um, right. But uh, some of them, you know, joking with me and saying, Hey, you know, we're, you're going to have to stay here till, till Saturday because it's Thursday. And I'm like, that's fine. Oh, just, no. just, just as long as you guys bring me some food, I'll, I'm fine. Whatever. <laughs> that was my, that's normally what I'm thinking about in, in a time of crisis. Like, where's my next meal coming from? That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> well, you also have to establish a pea corner. Um, you are the second person. Works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it from the office. So it's the first person is also an office fan, then first of all, you're surrounded, you're, you're in good company. Um, but also you have to establish a pea corner. It's not that difficult with just you cause it's, you know, just you, but you don't ever want to get in a position. You know, if, if ever you get stuck in an elevator again, you never want to get in the position where you just can't remember where the pea corner is. You need a pea corner. You got to figure out where the sleeping corner is going to be, where the eating corner is going to be. It's like you're setting up, a whole little apartment um and you, i mean it's all about the comfort you know like it's all about ten space or whatever yeah okay. yeah you gotta i mean we have to make do with what we're given so true know. true and I, I don't remember who made that comment to me about setting up a pea corner but it wasn't anything i even thought about doing because uh-huh. i mean you know i mean if anything i i do have i do, did have boxes and like a big plastic crate so I mean the crate itself because it, you can close it I could have peed in that I suppose because that mm-hmm, way sure. you don't have to look at it or you know smell it or anything like that it would have been contained right. so yeah and I had six of those so in case I was there for a while you know I at least have six containers good. yeah I'm good there you go. I just need someone to slide food through the cracks that's all right because they well, like I said they managed to open the door so I was able to see yeah like faces and like, and again, coworker actually took a picture of me. So, um, <laughs> there, there was that, I mean, cause he was from the back. I was looking over heads and seeing like people like, it was almost like a spectacle. It's like, Oh, there's someone trapped in the elevator. I was like, Oh my God, we know him. So yeah, kind of that kind of thing. So question for you. Yes. Um, how often does this elevator stall or break? Is this a often thing or what? With these particular elevators, um, I don't, I do know someone else had gotten stuck. I don't know who that person was. And there Mm -hmm. was an instance where I was on the outside and heard a really disturbing clang sound as one of the elevators was moving. So these elevators, 
they do have problems pretty often and it's oh. not great. Like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, no. I don't even know how often it is too often, but it's often enough where <laughs> everyone that works there is like one of these days. And, and it was funny <laughs> because even I said it as I walked in, like, now wouldn't it be weird if today was it? I like not even weird, but like I hope today is the day I don't get stuck in one of these things. And sure enough. Oh, so you was. brought it on yourself, basically. I mean like you did this. the thing about it is I think about it maybe I don't know, three times a week. And I take these elevators mm-hmm. about eight times a day. Okay. So, so yeah, it, it's it's like that. And it's not just me, it's like all my coworkers. We all have to use these particular set of elevators to get where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are uh, untrustworthy. <laughs> yeah, they're not trustworthy at all, are they? They they aren't. I mean, but I mean, they get us where we got to go. And if anything, I hear more people complaining about like, man, these elevators are so slow. But these three elevators service um, seven, about maybe 10 floors, I think, if I'm counting correctly. So, mm-hmm. and again, the way elevators work, if they're going up, they're going to keep making stops at every floor that everybody that needs to go up. And then the same thing when it comes back down. And then these elevators also work via badge access. So if you have a badge, like if you're a doctor or you are, somebody's having an emergency, they need to get to a certain floor immediately. Then if you badge access that elevator, then it stops making all the stops it needs to make and it goes exactly where you need to go. So that just canceled out like whoever is waiting on whatever floor for whatever elevator so that could also be an issue so if you're on the basement floor like many of us or myself every day happens to be sometimes it could be a good five ten minute wait for an elevator that's available to bring you up five feet five feet not an entire floor where it could have just right. been a ramp sorry oh. i'm still bothered by that no, i get it yeah. hey this is a safe space, so go for right, it. Right, right. And that's why I needed to explain to you how the buildings are, how this elevator works or, or why there's like a five-foot difference between the basement and basement rear. Like if that, if there was a ramp, I would only need the elevator once a day. Like that's that's what I'm saying. So I like, mm-hmm. I would, actually I, I wouldn't even have to use that elevator. I could like, there's a way I can get around the building and get to where I need to go and use an Otis elevator, which I trust way more than these elevators that aren't an Otis elevator. So that is the dilemma that I face every day, multiple times a day. And the inevitable had finally happened. And because yes, it was an inevit- inevitability of me getting stuck in one of these elevators one day because I take them so often. So wow. that, that happened. You survived it though. So how, how long would you say was, was this whole ordeal? Because at one oh, point you said it was only tw- 10 minutes, but oh, right, yeah. like five hours. I, I forgot to continue like the yeah, timeline. Yeah, the timeline, yeah. Um, so from the, the time I got in, know. I got in about 1.30. Help didn't arrive like until I saw another human face until 20 minutes later. And mm. I didn't get out of the elevator for another like 20 minutes. So 40, 45 minutes was my total approximate time inside of this little box, just kind of waiting to be freed. <laughs> but <laughs> I think the, just... the sh- shining light was this, this, the woman, the engineer, um, mm-hmm. she was the shining light again, because since I've, I knew, I know her, she is mm-hmm. um, a recognizable, she, I mean, I almost feel like she's one of those people that you see at work every day, but you don't necessarily work with them, just, you know, pleasantries, whatever. But she's right. a good person. And then the yeah. fact, like, 
the fact that she was the first person I saw or I, yeah, I saw her first, like, Oh, she's here. She's coming to rescue me. Great. Mm -hmm. I'm in great hands. And then mm -hmm. I was completely relieved after that. I'm like, she's going to get good. Me. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. So her, I'm really glad that I'm glad. Oh, I'm sorry, but I, I'm glad that you weren't anxious. Cause I can only imagine getting into, I've only had a few elevator scares where I knew the elevator was really sketchy and I should probably just take the stairs, but I, I took the elevator anyway. But I've never had a, and knock on wood, I've never had a elevator situation quite like that. And right. I'm just like, I always think about how I would handle myself if I ever was in that, in that situation. And it sounds like it, if, if ever there was going to be a sketchy elevator situation, you had a really good experience considering <laughs> <laughs> right right and i i mean i have a complaint about like the alarm button i don't know what the purpose of that is for because mm -hmm. if if anything just to alert other people in the elevator hey there's a problem because that's all i really heard was just the alarm going off in the elevator maybe right. it was going off outside i don't know but i don't know there what was the purpose of that button and the fact that there's button panels on both sides of the elevator i tried the alarm button on the other side it didn't even light up or anything so i'm like okay so mm. that was a defunct option um so yeah it was about a 40 45 minute experience i did let other people know and they said they would have started freaking out immediately or just hyperventilating right. or just all all the things that's not really helpful um, right right part of my mentality is is that and I think this is just something I've learned over the years is just not is I feel like I'm unable to like freak out about things that are beyond my control. Like knowing that I was right. stuck in the elevator and that I have like, exhausted all of my options that I can do. Like once I let somebody mm -hmm. else know that, Hey, I'm mm -hmm. stuck in here. Can you get me out? Um, and knowing help is on the way and help is like literally just through a door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they're yeah. Working actively to get me out. Like that is their sole mission right now is to get me out then mm -hmm. and i'm fine like okay cool i'm just gonna sit here until you guys figure that out because this is beyond my control there's nothing i can do mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna mm -hmm. sit here relax um you know crack a couple jokes with you guys and and not consider where my pee corner would be because that was not a thought <laughs> at all like, oh. that will now have to go on my checklist of you know in case you're in an elevator because i had not you know considered such things <laughs> The thing I did yeah. say, the thing I did say though, was I can now check this off my list of things I wanted to do today. So being stuck in the oh, well. So, you know. well, and I feel like you've kind of cleared, not cleared karma, or cleared the universe, but because it happened to you, it most likely won't happen again. Isn't that how it works? You would you hope, hope, you would hope and think, because <laughs> I, I feel that way about jury duty, which um, mm -hmm. I, and this is a whole different topic. And I've, I've recently heard things that, you know, could sway my opinion. I don't want jury duty. I have had it before. I haven't been put on a jury. I got as far as to the questioning portion, like they started asking people whether or not, you know, it's like, do you have a problem with such and such? And I got into like another room, but then it got to be like five o'clock. So they let us go. And it was time served. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't really want to be on a jury, but that's the whole thing. So once you are called for jury duty, they don't bother you for like another, I think, three years, depending on, I guess. Really? I, that's that's what I heard. I think maybe things could have changed since then, but once you've done jury duty, and this, and maybe it also varies between what state you live in. I so think so. I was about to say, I know somebody who 
Yeah, she's gotten called in several times, and it's all it's like a ex coworker, and it was always at the wrong, like worst times of the year, like our busy season stuff like that. And I don't know that she's served every time, but she the fact that she was called so often was just. I mean, because I've never been called, and mm-hmm. I would love to serve, but um, right. I've never been called. And then, like, she's got she. I think it happened like three years in a row. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but, um, and, and at least in Connecticut, last I checked, last I remember, it's like after you've served it or in any capacity, um, mm-hmm. they don't bother you for another three years. But after wow. my after my first jury duty experience, or you know, civil time spent or whatever they actually did contact me the next year and i i got to contest it and like i already did this last year so oh so they're like oh okay oh, we're sorry very so. interesting <laughs> we're so sorry sir Give yeah, us yeah. Life. yeah and, and they, <laughs> as they bow and you know walk backwards in shame. <laughs> that's exactly what i saw in my head Oh my gosh. it's like we're so sorry we're so sorry yes and like bowing really low to the ground oh my gosh <laughs> That's what I saw in my head. How did you know? <laughs> well, you know, because we've been around for a while. So, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, <laughs> I don't believe elevators follow those rules or like, not worried. We're locking mm-hmm. you in and mm-hmm. that's the deal. So, and of course, I've been in those elevators again since car number 34. We're back again. Please behave. And it's like. Uh-huh. So get your life together. Right. <laughs> and as it goes down floor whatever we feel like and and rather than you know basement rear so they're just just gonna do their thing like okay here we go but yeah that was that's what i'm calling my highlight of last Hmm. thursday and and i'm like in my mind i'm thinking okay this is a story and i can't wait to tell courtney and i'm like no no what i'm gonna wait i'm gonna save it for the podcast that's what i'll do because that's why I have a podcast to tell stories. There you go. So, yeah, uh, amongst everything else. And then I wrapped up, because the day itself was just crazy and just got crazier from there. Um, Like, emails were coming in telling me, hey, like, urgent emails saying, urgently, oh, my God, you've got, like, 10 days. You have to take the sexual harassment thing right now, as if I was the one who was a sexual harasser. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the urgency that this email felt it had. Yeah. but it wasn't. It was just the fact that, like, they don't normally do things like this. And this is for, for radio where they wanted me to, because I'm an employee, also do this thing and have it done by the 25th. <laughs> and the, the funny thing to me was, like, really? I just took one last week for the current job that I'm stuck in, literally. <laughs> so, um, literally. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so I got that email. I got a phone call happening while I was talking to my manager at the time. So I'm like, why is it, why is it like suddenly pouring with rain right now with all of these hmm. things that, that's happening? So mm-hmm. it was a very interesting day. So I had to end the day. I'm like, you know what? I made plans to go back to the cinema because thanks to the pandemic going on, cinemas were closed. But mm-hmm. AMC recently opened up and Tenant was out. And I'm like, I'm going. I don't care. Elevator. Once I get out, well, I'm going to finish a little bit of work I have left, and I am going to the movies. And I did. And I got to say, at least at my theater, it was, it was clean. Um, it was fairly, like, pretty empty, like, almost desolate. Mm-hmm. 
And okay. um, I went to go see Tenant as we had discussed and, and I'll give a, I do want to talk a little bit about it. I didn't want to talk about it right away, but I mean, we're here. <laughs> it, sure. it, I mean, it definitely was a great movie. I'm glad I got to see it in the theater. Uh, I had no issues or fears of, you know, kind of being in contamination with anybody or anyone mm -hmm. or anything rather. Uh, the way social distancing worked there is if you, when I've, a lot of theaters were doing this before the pandemic, but just ordering your seats ahead of time, reserving your seats. Mm -hmm. So what they would do, AMC, once you picked where you wanted to sit, they would automatically block off the seats next to you. So even, oh, okay. even if cool. you were going with other people, so they would all have to kind of, you either order your tickets or they order with you, whatever the seats next to you like if you're if there's three of you all three mm -hmm. of your seats you could be together but those seats okay. after you yeah those will be blocked off. i was wondering about that right and amc being one of the theaters that has like those recliner seats there's really already like six feet between the row in front of you and the row behind you so you don't really have to reserve those rows but the imax theaters for example they don't have reclining seats and they have those seats that are like disturbingly close to each other. So all of those rows are blocked off like every other row. So that gives that six feet distance in front of you. And then of course, same deal with the seats next to you being blocked off. So that's how that works. Um, and then of course they have come, somebody come through afterwards and, you know, spray down everything and disinfect it and you're all good. So, you know, so how many people would you say were in your theater um, with you? I want to say five. <laughs> okay Which did you is, go like in like early afternoon or um there's or? also limited showings because the theater i went into they only were having one showing of tenant like a day oh wow it was okay. at seven and it was also the more expensive one but still it's normally like for a big tentpole movie like this mm -hmm. in regular in the before times this would have been packed like at right. seven it would have been packed and um, the fact there was only maybe five, maybe six people. And it was hard to tell because, again, looking at when I, or when I reserved my seat, it looked like there mm -hmm. were more people than there were actually there because of the seats. Oh, the black seats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really tell if it was actually five people. And then once I got there, I was just too busy just watching, like, the trailers and just feeling like, oh, I'm in my zone. Like, I, I didn't. And I remember tweeting about it long ago saying like, oh, I, I'm going to have to go to the theater to see this movie. And people were, were responding like, no, don't do it. Don't give in. Don't like, you know, <laughs> you know give in to capitalism or whatever. They're going to kill you. Right. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but you guys don't understand. This is my escape. Like, this is what I used to. And it was true. And it happened after the movie was over. Not only was I trying to process the film, but I got that, that, that rush, that, um, that feeling of like, all right, now I can return back to the real world after, you know, immersing myself into this fictional one. Like mm -hmm. there is a magic to being to the movie theater or to the movies, to the cinema. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I missed. And sure, you can watch movies at home all you want, but you don't get that same experience because you're at home. Um, and I'm not trying to talk people into going to the movies at all. I'm just telling you how it is for me and why it was so important that I went. And I'm glad that I went. Um, and I didn't feel like my life was in danger. I, again, I barely contacted, I only talked to like one person and they were the one who was getting popcorn for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even that was already set aside and ready because I ordered ahead of time. Like, yep, I'm going to get some popcorn. I should have sprang and got the, the gourmet cheddar one, but I decided to go cheap 
and get the buttered one, which ended up being half price. So I only spent like two, I only spent $5 for both popcorn and a regular soda, which is like an extra large and real people. Uh, so sizes. did they lower the prices for you? Um, I think because I'm an A-list member at oh, AMC, okay. that was gotcha. part of it, but they were already low. Like they're already on sale because it was like this back to the movies thing. So all like popcorn and soda, like regular sizes were $5 versus like uh, $235. Like Oh, oh yeah, yeah oh, 10. Sure. Yeah, 10, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were correct. 235 is is perfectly accurate actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's up there, but it was it was already lowered price and then an, an additional discounted price which I was not expecting. So I'm like, "Oh, look at that. Just winning all around." And and before before we recorded, we were we were um confabulating about needing a win. And this was my win. Mm-hmm. My whole AMC experience was a win. Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't have to talk to anybody. I didn't even have to touch a. Okay, I was going to say I didn't have to touch a door, but I did. I had to, <laughs> I had to touch the main door to get inside the building. Normally, yeah. those are propped open, but yeah, those were the only those were the only doors. That, only things I had to touch uh, that may have been touched by other human hands. But well, like trying to keep COVID out, so yeah, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. It was eerily <laughs> quiet in there. Um, just there weren't like a whole lot of people walking around, which I understood why. But it mm-hmm. was the whole atmosphere was different. But once the movie started, like I was good. I was you locked in. Mm-hmm. I was immersed. The the darkness came over me. Then the movie, just the flickering lights and just the magic of the cinema and Christopher Nolan doing his thing, twisting my brain, my my, my mind grapes, and trying to you know. <laughs> Oh gosh! (sighs) But Tenant itself, I did enjoy, and I know you brought it up like um, on Twitter. You're asking me why other critics may have thought it wasn't good, Mm -hmm. and I still don't know. And but Mm -hmm. I am I am biased. I am a bit of a a Nolan fanboy, except I didn't care for Dunkirk. I mean, I'm I'm also honest and and fair, Mm -hmm. and. War films really aren't my thing, so that's yeah. probably why I didn't care for Dunkirk that much. Um, the Batman or the Dark Knight trilogy, I like. I don't love it, but I like it. So, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought you were a bigger fan than just, you know, it's all right. Like, I thought you were. I'm a bigger fan of, of, his, of his original uh, ideas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can see that. So, yeah. Prestige. Yeah. Uh, Inception. Inception. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, tenant, mm-hmm. the one memento. Word memento, yes, the the one word films. The only one. Um, oh wait, I think he did he do Insomnia too. Uh, Not familiar with that movie of his, and I'm gonna have to. I'm checking it right now because me, me too. Because <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay, it is a Christopher Nolan film. What? I I didn't huh. really. I'm, maybe that one I might need to watch again, but I don't think I care for that one too much because I've, I've seen it, but I don't think and, I... Uh, yeah. Robin Williams is in this one. I don't think I even know about this one. What? Yeah, he was going through his drama streak at that time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he also did a one-hour photo. Um, talking about Robin Williams, not Chris Oh, Nolan. oh. I was like, um, oh, but Chris Nolan's all about the drama, but okay. <laughs> right, right. He, that, that's basically his, his forte. Drama and right. thrillers. And, right. Things of that nature. I also seen Christopher Nolan's first feature film, which is Following. And I had to go through, this was old school Netflix when you still got DVDs. And people still do get DVDs. I saw somebody at From Netflix? 
from Netflix. Yes. What? Yeah. Is Redbox still a thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's still out there. I've never done it because I've just well maybe I've done it once, but I don't trust myself to to get it back before being charged for the next day. So I'm just like, you know, yeah, this is a great idea, but y'all can have it. It's like Netflix meets Blockbuster, but I don't I don't it trust kinda it. Kind of is. It did live in that middle ground, and it's still existing. Mm-hmm. And hmm. in fact, they they've expanded and they do video games as well. Um, however, now that's what's up. I would, yeah, I, mean, I would, I would do that one. The, the thing about it is, um, not that it was a pro well, it is a problem cause they kept raising their prices. So I don't, yeah, I remember hearing the complaints about that. Cause instead of just a dollar, you got charged a dollar 99 or whatever. Right. I don't know what it's at now. I haven't used a red box know. since like, um, and this is like way before, before times, but it's been a long time yeah. since I used one. Probably when there was still no, I was gonna say when there was still a blockbuster <laughs> around, but no, it's it's been before that. I don't remember yeah. the last Redbox movie I got. I don't know, but it's been a while because um, they they were trying to catch up and do some of the the streaming things. You you were able to stream movies through Redbox, like their app or whatever. So they're they're trying to hang in there, and as far as I know, they still are because not everybody. Even in 2020, not everybody has a Netflix account. So they will go ahead and rent like a, a, a hard drive, a hard disk, hard copy, that's the word, uh, movie. So it's, uh, it is what it is. They are still existing. Um, trying to think, uh, Nolan related. Um, and we had talked about tenant before and you were asking me what movies it was like and then i had watched a video which i wanted to send you but i couldn't because it was too much you're right Mm -hmm. but they did mention how tenant was similar to memento and the fact that it does jump around time kind of okay good to know yeah but but they also agreed i want to say they agreed with me like they were part of the conversation but they also did agree that it was in style like inception so, okay. so there, there are definitely, basically what it did was it, it talked about how Tenet was definitely a very Chris Nolan movie because of all the other Nolan movies that, you know, he's made. Um, but, and, and I do get how a lot of reviewers may have a hard time kind of describing the movie okay. without talking too much about it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I enjoyed it thoroughly and had a, you know, like, and I was, as I explained to people, I was able to grasp a lot of it without having to go watch it again. Even though I definitely okay. want to watch it again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know, if there's a lot going on, and and you may not get all of it the first time, but it's so, definitely worth it. I mean, I feel like, and maybe I'm being a little too harsh, but I feel like if you're unable to talk about this movie without giving too much away, you're just not being creative enough. Is that a harsh? statement is that is that like being too harsh i've not seen the movie so um you know i i I don't have any like real experience trying to report or review this movie without spoiling it Uh but at some point i mean there's got to be something that you can review and keep it spoiler free for those of us who have not yet seen it i do believe it's possible which is why like depending on who i'm talking to I can say certain things without giving too much away. And 
and I, I mean, I would definitely love to go like deeper in describing the movie, which is how mm-hmm. I got to uh, calling it its inception meets Doctor Who with Black Bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Doctor Who reference is definitely where I would love to dig, dig into, but I can't do that part without spoiling like uh, the major parts. The As a matter of fact, I don't think I, I don't think it really would. Eh, mm, yeah, it would. And <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> Because I was uh-huh, gonna, okay. I was gonna say one thing, and it really, and again, it, it would only, it, and this is why I say, depending on who I'm talking to, because not everybody watches Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. um, I forgot who I may have been talking. It might have been my sister. No, it wouldn't be my sister because she's seen it. She saw it before I did, so we were able to actually talk into detail about more specific spoilery, spoilery things, and um, it may have been Ashley where I, I had used, you know, what I told you. But she hasn't watched Doctor Who, so that reference is completely lost on her. So, and again, it's gotcha. a deeper—it's a deeper reference regarding Doctor Who. So you would have to have seen, like, um, between Tennant, uh, Tennant, well, David Tennant, I mean, and um, all these uh, yeah, doc, uh, the tenth Doctor and the eleventh Doctor, mm-hmm. Matt Smith. So mm-hmm. there are things that happen between their plot lines mm-hmm. that like okay this is a connection i can use you know to explain to other people um mm-hmm. but you know spoilers <laughs> yeah. uh but there's just a lot like that's i think what i also love about christopher nolan and his films is how much thought he puts into crafting these ideas and like you you have to be like disturbed but on a, on a genius and good level to come up with these kind of stories to, right. first of to just to be able to have shared dreams and then go deeper layers into dreams and mm-hmm. to not even steal ideas, but implant them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. change a whole person's mind about how they feel about their family members. So, but to have a whole business based on just that planting ideas in order to change the outcome of certain things. I mean, that's insane. Well, and I well, love that wasn't it. even their business. Their business was stealing the ideas, not planting them. Well, but that was part of it. I mean, a lot of times they had to go deeper and plant the idea in order for them to, like, get to the idea. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that was part of it. But the, the fact that they can have a business where you're stealing and implanting ideas, like, what? Uh, it, was an, it was an illegal business. But, yes, it was a business, yes. A bit a business nonetheless. <laughs> it was crime. He was doing crime. <laughs> he, was, he was doing the crimes, but, yeah. you know. Crime. Yeah. You know. Sometimes, well, anyways. <laughs> I feel I feel that that would be a good profession to get into. Like, if I was going to go the criminal route, I would rather be I'd part totally of, of sleep crime. So, you know. I would totally do that. I, I would. I, I do remember reading that originally he he perceived it as a horror. And oh. Yeah. Hmm. So that that would have been that would have been difficult for me, as as you know how we feel mm. about horror movies yeah. in general. Yeah. And. Yeah. I even felt that would have been a topic we would like tackle on this episode uh, about horror because of Lovecraft Country and me trying to talk you into watching it one day because because happen. because of all the elements that have happened, <laughs> especially this most recent episode, which I don't know if you have heard anything about other than me, um, Mm-mm. the Mm-mm. talk that, that's been going on. And I will say this most recent episode deals with body horror. And in a way that, nope. Mm-mm. yeah, even okay. I'm disturbed by it, but the way that 
it was used in this context. And, and once it happens, like the first time, you kind of know what to expect afterwards, so it doesn't really freak you out anymore. It's more mm -hmm. so like, uh oh, it's going to happen again. So, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and I mean, again, listen, there's yeah. there's some things on some. You know, I'm going through Supernatural. I am on season six of fifteen. Thank you very much. And like, there's certain things. I mean, Supernatural was on like what network television. So right. right. Uh, you know, they can only do so much, but there's still some things on that show that I can't watch because it's just so, it's it's not graphic, but it's just gross enough where I'm like, yeah. okay, I can get, I don't need to see this on or, in order to follow the story. Which um, even, even that, I was like, because I, I thought about it too. I'm like, wait a second, aren't you watching Supernatural? Which you know, is full of like ghosts and, 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 grotesque and and you know just mm -hmm. supernatural mm -hmm. things and and mm -hmm. you know wolves i don't know i've only watched like a few episodes <laughs> just, <said> wolves. <laughs> well i was there trying to think wolves. of other other ghouls and and goblins and other ones yeah. trying to go that i kind of skipped around and like wolves <laughs> and it's just snarly beast thingies yeah they're there yeah. grab me gotchas and all of those so but well but it's different it's 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 the whole tone of it is just a little bit different so it's more palatable to me whereas i just know that lovecraft country is brilliant and awesome and even maybe problematic as it is i just don't think i would be able to get through it because i'm a weenie and like and i said there's some things in supernatural where i'm just like i can't watch it because no. you were you were also the one that got me watching walking dead as well well it's just different that's different too i mean I, i'm able to suspend disbelief with walking dead even though they got kind of gory and you know but i mean you're killing zombies who cares but um i don't know i just feel like when you're dealing with body horror it, it's it's all about the tone and oftentimes the tone does not ring ring it, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me most times I feel zombies do fall under body horror as well, if you think about it, because it's like the body guess, deteriorating. And it does, apart. but I guess it. I, I guess so. I mean, but that's, I, I don't that's, know. With that's more dread for me with uh, Walking Dead. It's just like gloom and dread, and just mm -hmm. like it's never ending. Yeah. Where, and it's it's dismal too. Like just the whole. As I look back on it and think of the series, because I, I think you and I we kind of left shift around the same time. But like, yeah. it just. I think back and I just see dungy, greenish gray like flashbacks of the show where I think yeah. of Lovecraft Country. It's a colorful. I'm not want to say it's a happy show, but it's a it's a very it's a very much more colorful palette where it's in, it's more inviting. Where I was like, okay, I can watch this. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I'll be a little terrified. And I told you before, like, one of the, the more horrific parts of the show is, like, all the racism that it deals with mm -hmm. and the actual, um, quote-unquote, monsters that, that you see. And each episode has a different kind of horrific thing that's happening, if that at all, because the episode mm -hmm. before that was more of an adventure episode. Like, it felt like it was straight out of Indiana Jones or Goonies. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you didn't really come across any kind of um anything monsters or gory mm -hmm. um there i mean again it's just stuff you would find in in an indie movie so i mean indiana jones mm -hmm. movie not an independent movie yeah but, so 
each and that's kind of what I also liked about the show so far is that each episode has something very kind of has a different flavor to it. So that's also what I'm trying to kind of use to lure you in and watching it because all the characters are the same and everything is happening like, you know, in a chronological thing. So they're all having different experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a different kind of thing each episode, but it's still the same characters. They're going on a journey. They're trying to get to an end result. And uh, one so, of them was a ghost house. So there was that. So is it kind of like um, mon monster of the week type, kind of like supernatural where it's, I mean, I think you may have said this, where it's just a new, a new thing that they have to discover or overcome every, every week. Is that, is that accurate? It's semi-accurate, only okay. because of where they're going each time, because it's just a, because I, I do know how that, that is how Supernatural works. I'm also thinking of Fringe, which is a very excellent mm -hmm. show, and also mm -hmm. use that model of, of uh, Monster of the Week, um, as well as still advancing their plot line for that season, if for you will. The series, yeah. For the series, yeah. For the season, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And... And it's hard to say Monster of the Week because there were different things they were dealing with each week. So it wasn't necessarily a monster. Uh, even mm -hmm. the first first week or first episode, there was a monster, but then there were several of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they had gotcha. to deal with that one thing. And then the next episode, they were just like trapped in this house. And mm -hmm. uh, that, those same monsters that they dealt with last week, they came back, but they weren't really that wasn't the main focus of the show or mm -hmm. that episode. Mm -hmm. It was more so them trying to get out of the house of whatever was happening. Um, okay. and, there, and that wasn't really scary either. Looking back, it was just, um, more so them maybe dealing with some inner demons, but it wasn't anything scary. Just more like, why are you keeping us in here? What is going on? What is your true purpose? So more yeah, learning so. discovery third episode i think was the the ghost house or the haunted house and then the fourth episode um uh was the adventure uh and then the fifth episode is you know more so body horror but a lot of things was happening in that episode everything a lot of things are happening in each episode but this was the one that a lot of people were warning each other like or, or those who had like advanced screenings like wait till you get to episode five so i'm like okay so yeah it, w it was a big one but it was good too. It really was. Like I was surprised that I was even watching it, let alone like, oh no, it's about to happen again. Like if somebody was texting me of just like <laughs> pushing them in their arm, like it's happening, it's happening. So yeah, or like, oh, I wasn't ready for that because yeah, things things were happening. Um, definitely one of the more uh, adult orientated shows. So if you are a youngin or you're you have youngins that you don't want them to see certain things, then this this is not one. Like they shouldn't be watching it anyway. Not not if they're like too to we because you know like i said it is a bit of a horror show so i wouldn't be watching it around children anyway i wouldn't be personally so <laughs> but, but it's it's definitely highly recommended that you do check it out and i also mm -hmm. was speaking with our good friend clarkisha kent or i wasn't really speaking to her it was more so adding on to a comment she was making about the show and, and the fact that it is a horror show and the body horror all that stuff and the fact that i don't I would never have seen myself watching something like this, but I think because of all the people involved, that's one reason why. And it's a show that I would pair Watchmen with. Like I would watch both of these shows oh, together. The Regina King Watchmen, yes. right? Yes. Okay. 
because gotcha. of its topics and, and how it deals with racism, mm -hmm. even in a supernatural sense, mm -hmm. but just like, I don't know, it just works so well. So I give kudos to HBO for at least, you know, bringing us this kind of entertainment that starts conversations because mm -hmm. it definitely has, like it, it brought awareness to the, the mass, the masses about uh, the Tulsa massacre. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let alone all the other topics that it dealt with. Um, and right. Lovecraft Country is doing the same thing. So that's, that's one reason alone why I enjoy the show so much, but just great in storytelling and showing us characters that, you know, may be good, but they're flawed and, mm -hmm. and everybody has mm -hmm. their, has their flaws. So no one is painted as perfect person. So it's, it's great. It's great for many, many reasons. And I didn't, didn't mean to go on to so much of a rant about it, but it's great. And I'm just still trying to talk you into watching it one day. <laughs> you know, I may just have you like give me the spoiler, spoilery, um review of it because i just don't know um and as you're saying that i had thought about this in the, in the last week as um shout out to birdo who introduced me to um a new podcast i've been listening to well it's new for me they've been around for a while but it's called too scary didn't watch um mm -hmm. about these three women who two of them are like us and mm -hmm. are self-declared weenies and we don't like scary movies and one of them will watch the movie and just pretty much beat for beat explain what happens in the whole movie so that way mm -hmm. we watch the movie vicariously through her so so i because of bardo like you said i am aware of this podcast and i actually started listening to it okay guess what happened to me what, what happened <laughs> It was as if I was watching the movie myself and wasn't able to sleep for several nights in a row oh my because, <laughs> uh, because the, the visual, they did such a good job with giving the visuals um, and explaining the movies. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So I'm just like, dang it. I guess what? I cannot watch or listen to this podcast anymore. What movie was it that, that did it? Um... Midsummer or Midsummer. Oh, okay. Which I, I, I knew a lot of what happened with in Midsummer anyway, just because it was a very interesting concept to me as it was. And then And then you did your thing of like Wikipedia. And, and then I did my thing. thing. Yes. So so yes. Um so I knew a lot about it, but the way they talked about it and they I guess it just refreshed a lot of stuff that I had repressed. Mm. Um, and then um, they also reviewed The Witch and there was just very there's just there's just very um, specific things in that movie that just stuck with me again I have not seen this movie but they <laughs> described it in such a way where it just you know hit it really hit so yeah that's where we are so I can't live <laughs> and then there's like other movies in there that I'm just like oh I want to quote and see <laughs> this movie and I can't mm -hmm. because I just know that it's gonna it's gonna it's mess going with you. to scar me it's gonna mm -hmm. mess with me I'm not gonna be able to sleep so yeah that's how much of a weenie I am well if you, if you want to even call it that well I, I may we might have to find another term because I don't I don't know maybe I don't know if weenie is too weak of a word for how like scared you are or how much you try to avoid these. Um, you think it should be a weaker term? Is that what you're saying? Well, well, I feel we, we, we've 
like between the two of us because I'm actually willing to watch some of these things that I mm -hmm. have been too weenie-ish to watch. I'm like, okay, I got through it and it wasn't so bad. Like, again, there there is a certain film, a certain Jordan Peele film that you still haven't mm -hmm. watched. And, and mm -hmm. even I, your trusted friend of mm -hmm. like years, and I'm like, Courtney Olivia Hinton, this movie is not <laughs> going to scare you. Mm -hmm. Okay. You should get you out me, of here like, with all of your, 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 um, you know, your apprehensions and worries. No, but honestly, you don't even know me if you think that this movie is not going to scare me. Do you, have it you, isn't. Like, literally, have you met me? I, I, just... I, 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 like, I'm guaranteeing you, like, you will not be scared. And if, and if you are, I will, like, buy you, like, wine or something. I'm trying to figure out I a I think you should just, no, I think number. you should just do, first of all, you should just do that anyway because <laughs> that's that is the way to my heart. Well, um, I, I didn't want to put like a, a limit, like too much of a limit. Like I was gonna say, I don't know, like a week's worth. Not that you drink a week's worth of wine, but like that's basically like seven bottles of wine, I guess. Not ooh, saying you. Now we're talking. Like, well, that that's where the negotiation. I was trying to come up with something that I can afford <laughs> in my head, like uh, how much I'm willing to bet uh, how yeah. much you will not be scared. <laughs> of this film that I've been trying to get you to watch for the last couple of years mm. since it's been released since I've already watched it and realized oh it's not that bad at all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right where it's not mm -hmm. like compared to oh what's the film that really scared me um or not even scared me because I think that's also what I was trying to get to where we we talk about scary movies and I even talk about other people who and I, I have this theory that I say that like I don't like scary movies and then I describe a movie or say a title of a movie and they're like, oh, it's not scary. But I'm talking to people who like watching scary movies. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. if you like scary movies, that's not gonna be scary for you because you know you like scary movies and you know it, it doesn't right. the same way. You're um, different, yeah. Right, because my sister's like that, Ashley's like that. They're like, oh, it's not a scary movie. But then there are times where like, uh, my sister will tell me like, this movie did scare me. Like, like, oh, the fact that it scared you, I'm not going near it at all then. Like yep. something like, I think Insidious is one of the movies that really scared her. So mm -hmm. just the trailers alone and the fact there's that creepy like clown face or whatever that person or thing is when like, what's his face? Um, I, I know him as uh, Night Owl 2 from Watchmen, but um, Patrick Wilson. He's slowly moving like out of the way in the mirror, and then that clown thing, whatever the the uh, Babadook looking creature is behind him, and just mm -hmm. staring. Yeah, no, I don't want that. Hmm. Not at all. No, that, no, thank you. That that's something that frightens me. Um, and <laughs> the movies like The Purge, like that falls under horror, and it's more of the the chasing grab me gotcha like or or a house invasion or not. There's another term for it. I can't think what it is. It just escaped me. Real. Like America, <laughs> <laughs> um, home invasion—that's what it is. Those terrify me, and I've had like nightmares as, as of like people trying to break into the house. So, Ugh. though that kind of horror, like I don't, I don't like um, slasher movies at all. So mm -hmm. yeah. those I won't do. I just, there's other reasons and layers to why I don't care for them, but. Sometimes not so much the fear, or maybe it's just the fear of it maybe possibly happening. Um, and then, of course, there's there's the term that my mother loves to use, the, like a demon picture, <laughs> um, or a devil picture, rather. That's what it is. Um, those sometimes, like, uh, 
I think it wasn't the last American Horror Story. I think it was the season before it. Um, or that one, I think one episode got like really creepy, like, oh, I don't think I should be watching this. <laughs> kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and there's just other interchangeable terms that come into play when you're talking about a horror movie or a horror something, something in the horror genre, the, the feeling that it gives mm-hmm. you, that just that dread, like the existential dread is something yeah. I do not like. And I don't necessarily like watching things that give me that feeling or, or right. have it lasting for a while. So that's, again, where American Horror Story comes in and I'm able to get through some seasons and other ones. I'm like, mm, I don't want to do this. Like they had a whole season about a slasher. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Um, but that all made me think about uh, a future probably podcast, which I'm sure some people would be interested in doing. And I thought, mm-hmm. and I thought like, hey, that would be one I would be either a part of or even have you maybe be a part of because you don't want to watch it because it's scary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen a TV version of like a Too Scary didn't watch. I've only, I've, and I actually did do a quick search and saw there's a whole bunch of movie versions uh, or movies, scary movies, that people will watch for other people and explain to them what happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I don't think I've seen or come across one that does that for TV shows. So. Oh. So well, I, I mean, interesting. I think Wikipedia, I, I've never looked at it for, um, for show. Well, yes, I have. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have to think about it because I'm, I'm trying to remember ever trying to get the synopsis of a particular episode of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say that I have. So I don't know if Wikipedia does it for shows, but we, you know, as well as I do. That they for sure do it from movies and oh yes yes they are lifesavers for that <laughs> they they truly are and then depending on how you know game you are then you go a little further and you may look for screenshots um there's also there's also a youtube channel that will just i think it, it does like a body count so you can if you're like concerned about how maybe certain characters die or even what that mm-hmm. may look like so you don't have to go through mm-hmm. the whole existential dread of watching sure. and waiting for that to happen mm-hmm. but that's also part for me that i don't care for some horror movies because i don't necessarily want to see bodies all yeah. mangled or stabbed no. up or whatever no thank you so because that's that's kind of what took me away and out of the saw franchise the final destination franchise because it just and i mean it's gore porn basically is what they yeah oh and it is i'm not for it so no not for me not for me either but it exists and it's out there um lastly uh i just want to talk about i didn't do a black uh, and i don't want to get i i black history i do want to get to but uh, i did see mulan did you get to see that yet nope okay not yet. So, so there are mixed like feelings out there but i uh, honestly, wasn't bothered by the 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 fact that the star, I guess, um, is supporting the Hong Kong police or whatever. That's the controversy mm. that's going on. That's why they wanted to boycott it. And there's gotcha. a whole controversy behind that. Aside from that, I thought it was a very lovely movie. I personally was never like that attached to the animated version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really that bothered by the, the music being gone. There are hints and cues to it. So you can kind of hear in the score, like, oh, that's where um, that song would be. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the Mushu, is it Mushu, the name of the dragon? 
I think so, yes. Yeah, he's not there. Um, I mean, I knew all this going in, so I kind of knew what to expect, but it's still just, it's it's beautiful cinematography. I felt everybody did a great job acting. The fighting scenes are really great. And overall, it was just good. I enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it. And be like, uh, I don't know, if you want to be a fiscal person and, and, and save, or frugal person, perhaps, and just wait till December <laughs> when it's free on Disney Plus rather than paying Is it going to be free in December? How did I miss that? I... I mean, I just got a date today, and but I think it, it may huh. have been out. But December fourth is when it will be. That's right. I did know that because <laughs> somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh well, I guess Mulan <laughs> comes out December fourth, then, huh?" <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I was even wondering how that was going to work. Like, so what? Are we going to rent it or buy it now? So you just get an advance. Right. I I just don't understand the point of really. Well, I get the point of releasing it early because capitalism, but. Right, right. I don't know. Just most of us are gonna scoff at the thirty dollar price tag because I don't know. I mean, and this, then yeah. Well, and then when we find out that they're gonna just release it in December, guess who's gonna wait till December? Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, you're already paying however much you're paying for it. This this is one that's under my sister's tab, so I don't I don't know how much Disney Plus is. So I have it free for a year, so I'm like, I'm not gonna pay you people uh, money. Right, she has a free for a year as well. So, yeah, free for a year. I'm not going to pay you money. You got to know. But, but the fact that she, um, it's under her account. Uh, she did what? Buy it or rent it or whatever you do. The the whole uh -huh. premium access, and uh -huh. it affects everybody's profile that's under her account. So right, yeah. Which I thought was pretty awesome. So that way you don't each have to purchase it because that would have been no that would be stupid that's been greedy of disney to do that yes and just stupid right and it wouldn't have been so bad if it went to theaters i know people have you know apprehensions about going to the theater we just talked about that but this would have been nice to see on a big screen but that's also if you were someone who really likes the mulan story like you and there are people that really did enjoy it. At least that's what I'm hearing. But I'm also hearing mm -hmm. the other side of like, well, I, I don't want to say I'm hearing it. But like you were hearing people talk about Tenet was not good. I'm seeing like uh, YouTube videos, at least the, the headlines, like why Mulan is a failure or why this didn't work. Why wow. live action sucks or whatever. And I'm like, but wow. it, it didn't suck. I didn't think it sucked yeah. at all. I, I enjoyed huh. it. It wasn't something I was like heavily invested in, but it was something that I would have like supported because I would love to see more movies with like full on Asian casts uh, mm -hmm. or just, you know, and the fact that I do remember hearing in the news that at some point in the development process, they wanted to add some white people and like for what? Why? No, no. Well, because, well, you know why, but I do know I'm why, glad yes. they did not do that. They did not. No. So, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, wait till December 4th and watch it then. Yep. <laughs> Unless you've already spent that $30 because, nope. oh, and I will put this caveat in there that it, it's more so for, it is rated PG-13, but if you're getting it to, to watch with the children, depending mm -hmm. on how old they are, they may not really be interested in watching it because there are times it gets probably dry for a child. So yeah, I don't know why I decided to whisper that, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I watched, I watched it with Ashley and we were, you know, we were correct in assuming that um, the kid would not be interested in watching this because it, it just, yeah, it's not enough action in between the scenes to keep 
a wee one of his attention span interested. So just wanted to throw that in there. It looked um, like it would have, gr they, they grew it up a little bit. They, it they it did, wasn't they as like colorful and animated because it wasn't, you know? Right. It wasn't, it wasn't, but it was still, it was still good. still worth watching, but you know, in December. So, <laughs> um, December. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was an anim animated movie that came out called uh, Pets United. Uh, I, I want to say I don't recommend it, but I yeah. will say watch it if you want to see a, uh, a bad version of Secret Life of Pets mixed with uh, Incredibles, mixed with um, Wally, mixed with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's one other movie that I'm missing. It was one of them thinking about. It. I can't remember what it is, but also mixed with the last act of Age of Ultron, so uh, the Avengers movie. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's the, a lot of. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it, it should have. If there's a trailer out there, it should have been uh, from the producers who watched these movies. They comes Pets United, and um, it was like, <laughs> it's not great. There's a whole dance sequence. Like people are, are excited to be like, there's a, a great song is on playing that you should be jamming out to, but I'm trying to do the physical action of what's what you're seeing. And it's basically just the equivalent of somebody moving their shoulders back and forth. And that was them dancing. And it was just a lot of that during this whole dance montage that, w that was way too long. Um, yeah. I think it was for padding, just for padding for time, but uh, it's, it's not great, but however, I think it's for the right audience because, again, the kid watched it and watched the whole thing, just sat in the chair and just, like, vegged out with a little bowl of grapes. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so this, this movie isn't for us because I even turned to Ashley and, like, this movie is terrible. But <laughs> but he loved it. So he was like, okay, this is your audience. Okay, gotcha. Not for me. I understand. And, but I couldn't stop watching because I needed to know how it ended. And it was like, okay all right, that, that happened. This, this movie exists in the world and pets United watch it or pets let your kids United. watch it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So speaking of kids, and this is our last thing is uh, our black history fact, which I realize won't really be a fact per se, I guess I might have to just change it and make another seg segment, maybe call it like black joy because this brought me some joy. Are you familiar with um, this 10-year-old drummer named Nandy Bushel? It's a girl? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. So uh, I don't know if you are aware, but uh, dear listener, if you're not aware, she is this amazing, I'm going to just call her prodigy, <laughs> uh, musician. Because not just, she mostly does drumming, but I think she does do some guitar work as well. And she posts videos on her Twitter page. I don't know if, if it's elsewhere, but she's amazing. She's just a wonderkind. And uh, apparently she recently had a drum-off battle with uh, Dave Groff of the Foo Fighters. And she, uh, she won that challenge, I guess. Of course. <laughs> of course she did. So Dave replied uh, yesterday uh, with a new challenge. I don't know if it was a challenge or, or whatever, but he basically wrote her a superhero theme song, like her own superhero theme oh, song. That's amazing. It is. And it's the greatest thing. Uh, of course, full of drums. He also included his, his daughters on the vocals of uh, just, you know, screaming her name. And he sings about her awesomeness. And uh, 
today the video was released of her watching it and her responding to it and just the just the pure joy in her face and her excitement and, and seeing you know uh one of her i'm pretty sure one of her idols just singing her praises and it was the best thing ever and it made me happy so i'd recommend strongly recommend checking it out i'm going to try to find a decent enough link so i can include that in the show notes because oh i'm gonna have to do both because it's both the tweet which i can read to you right now of uh what he said to her um, okay. or not not necessarily to her but just um just the tweet in general um he says okay nandy bushel round two every superhero needs a theme song here's one for you mad props to the to the growlets his daughters for mm -hmm. the background vocals and he goes off and plays this this tune <laughs> and it's awesome so i've def i'll definitely share that that link so you can check it out it made me yeah. happy so it's not so much a that's not so much a black history fact but i mean just this little amazing black girl who's just gonna she's one to watch i've been watch i've been following her on twitter for like the last year and just watching her just just kill it on the drums and she's got like the best game faces as she plays and just like i love it i can't wait to see what you do when you you know get older just i mean even now just it's just amazing how mm -hmm. other musicians and uh artists just interact with her it's it's great well so. she really is a prodigy and she's just so she's so much fun to watch i just i love it i love watching her and she's so good she is she really is like i I only took an interest for the drums for mm, a good couple months. Like I got like a couple lessons. It's not that I didn't like it. I think I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It kind of fell off. It was like, mm, mm -hmm. moving on. Let me try something else. But yeah, it's, it's great. Highly recommend following her. Uh, if you're following her on Twitter, it's at N-A-N-D-I underscore B-U-S-H-E-L-L. -L, Nandy Bushel. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right, but yeah. Um, yeah, let me just check my notes real quick. I did have had space news. I had more Ben and Jerry's news, but I can save that for next episode. Then the short story for the space is, uh, maybe there's life on, on Venus. Maybe. Are they women? Oh, we'll yeah. find out. Um, let's see. And Ben and Jerry is the cookie dough bites. It's just, they're just amazing. I know we talked about Ben and Jerry's. No, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. We were talking about it with Nisha about the Ben and Jerry's, but um, are you familiar with the, the cookie dough bites? Have you seen them in the stores? I have not. I'm not familiar with those yet. So what they basically do is take cookie dough and just make it so it's edible. So I guess maybe they take the eggs out because that could be a problem for some people. Um, and it's just cookie dough. So you, you can snack on. You just keep it frozen when you're not eating it. And they came out with first the chocolate chip and then they came out with um, – peanut butter they came out with those two first and they added like the triple chocolate like it's a chocolate cookie with chocolate chips in it and they recently had the limited holiday editions which is gingerbread and mm -hmm. cinnamon bun Ooh. yes and the fact that you just, I'd go for that the fact that you went to like four different octaves just when <laughs> I mentioned the cinnamon one yeah imagine actually trying it and probably hitting a few more like mariah carey-esque you know and then down to the very white because it's a full spectrum of flavor that mm -hmm. i as a pure cinnabon lover was not expecting to experience in one tiny bite like wow 
oh my god this is everywhere and like it just (laughs) hit all the peaks all the valleys and then i introduced it to my sister she felt the same exact way my mother Mm -hmm. was like thrown aback like taken aback and just like (laughs) what is this and yes it was delicious wow that good huh that's that's pretty high praise yeah so i recommend going to snatch it up my sister was upset because after i told or after i introduced it she she hightailed it to the nearest target and could not find any and i'm like i don't know how because i was there like a few hours ago and there's plenty there so wow I i don't know what happened um not only that they also have another regular flavor or variety which is chocolate chip and brownie bites um she really likes that one i'm okay i'm impartial to it i think because of my feelings towards brownies like i have to be in the mood for them so and it's just not an anytime snack for me but uh the chocolate chip ones i love and again uh, based on our conversation that we had we're almost there why don't you just make a sugar cookie one what's happening what's wrong I mean, I feel like it's the next logical step, you know? It, it should have been one of the first ones. Like, we got we got your chocolate chip, we got your peanut butter, we got your sugar cookie. I mean, they're always there in the, in the freezer aisle when you buy your cookie dough already made. Those are like, even if the peanut butter wasn't there, sugar usually is there. You usually have those two options all year long. <sighs> Come on, Ben and Orgieri, get it together. So. Yeah, please, thanks. Rant complete. Um, do you have any shout outs or anything of that nature? You gotta, you, you wanna let the world know? Any recommendations, anything like that? Um, I have no recommendations other than to watch Supernatural. So you can, you can tweet about it with me. I don't tweet about it too often because I'm too busy like watching 15 seasons, but um, definitely start watching it so we can talk about it. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. We're talking to um, me, you're just the person listening. Just, I, just the general person listening. I mean, you too, but... I, but um, I, don't I don't want to. Well... I mean, I tried. I, mean. I tried. The, the, <laughs> the short story is that I, I once dated someone who was really into the show, and I only watched it mm-hmm. because of her, but um, mm-hmm. I fell off long before like I, I even wanted to continue like watching it. Like, sure. Yeah. It's it a lot of seasons. It is. It's definitely a lot of seasons, and it's a, it's a commitment. Um, it so yeah, it seems like it, but I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, even she stopped watching it. <laughs> so. I know a lot of people who fell off. A lot of people have fallen off because it is such a, um, it's, it's a lot, but I just think it's worth it. And what else are you doing? I mean, quarantine pandemic. Hello. Well, so there we go. you know me, I'm being trapped in elevators. So, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and Supernatural is ending, I believe, this year with their, like, uh, 58th season. So, yeah. Well, I basically, you said jokes like, on you. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely wrong. Jokes on you. They've already ended at 15. So, booyah. Gotcha. Very well. Very well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you recommend Supernatural. I yeah, said Star Trek. Please. Wow. Well, that too, but for sure, Supernatural. (laughs) Very well. Um, I've already given my recommendations, uh, such as all the stuff that I watched recently, including Tenet. Um, Yeah, um, wow. Totally just blanked out, just for a moment. But you can follow me. Oh, yeah, where can they follow you, find you, and follow you? Did you say, you didn't say that part. 
Did you? I, did you? I didn't. I was getting there. Um, but Sorry. you can follow me on the Twitters at I am Kay Hinton. Um, and I'd love to talk about Supernatural and Supernatural only. Thanks. <laughs> so they can't talk to you about um, body horror and people like bursting out of other people's bodies? No, no, thanks. With I'm not the audience for that. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Good day. <laughs> or Midsummer and, and all the things that happened in that movie. No. You are dismissed now. Thank you. Gotcha. I will have to listen to the episode about the witch or even that episode, Midsummer. But I have listened to a few. It's it's actually I, I enjoy their their uh their commentaries. Um Yeah. It's a good podcast and I'm gonna miss it, but I I gotta go I gotta let it go. Yeah, I can't go on. <laughs> It's it's good. It's uh, yeah I'm, yeah. I, I want to mm-hmm. explore more episodes in their back catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, follow me on all things at Indube. Go to Indube.com. Tell someone you value that you value them. Live without regrets and live for the folks you love. Um, I dropped the ball uh, on the most recent verses with uh, Gladys Knight and Patty Labelle. I do have a shirt that has. All my favorite, like soul, classic soul women artists, and I did not even tweet it once. Uh, while what? Oh my gosh! I completely missed forgot opportunity. It. I was too in the realm of the aunties and just everything that was happening. That was quite a show. It was so healing. I felt my hair grow like an extra inch. Um, it was, it was magical. It was great. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. So it's not on sale right now, but it is available. So go check it out i have one for all the soul men too of that genre or that 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 uh age years whatever that's there that exists please wash your legs mm-hmm. your face your bottoms of your feet the undersides of your dishes i've been your benevolent host t sterling watson and remember if the world didn't suck we'd all fall off <laughs> silence this time I'm so sorry. Try that again. (laughs) Do that again, please. I'm so sorry. If the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. No. (laughs) Ah, Much better. Much better. Thanks for listening to the Indu podcast, which was recorded from the south side of Wakanda in Little New Indubia on the corner of Tachaka and MLK Drive and is part of the Indu network. Want more Indu? Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Indube and on Facebook at Pod. You can contact us and send Ask Indube questions by emailing indubepod at gmail.com. Want to support or donate? Find the Tea Public Store or become a patron on Patreon, where subscribing gives you perks and extra things from the Indube Network. Please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, and wherever else podcasts are found. And of course, visit Indube.com for all of this and much more. Thank you so much for letting us entertain, enlighten, and provide an auditory escape with knowledge and nonsense. Until next time. Use your words, Chief. Good boy. This has been another 3SFX production. Want free money? Of course you do. Want to save some money?
You know you need to. Hey friend, I can help you do both. And if you're really ambitious, I can help you thrice. It's 2020 and it's time to get financially fit. Save and invest. And I've been on a few apps watching my money grow and work for me. And I want that for you too. So if you sign up for Acorns, Stash, or Digit with my links, you'll get $5 in your account to start. That's $5 for Acorns, $5 for Stash, and $5 for Digit. After linking your bank account, these accounts will take a few dollars after every transaction or on a set schedule to save or put into a stock portfolio. I know nothing about stocks, and you don't need to either. But hey, I'm learning. That's digit at j.mp slash digit and dube, or to get stash, j.mp slash stash and dube, or acorns at j.mp slash acorns and dube. So check out any of my links and let's get our lives together together.